Hey guys, welcome back to the next episode of the Encourage Life podcast. And I'm here with my lovely wife, Justine. Hello. And we are going to talk about finances today. And we're not going to make this boring. It's not going to be, you know, add to your 401k. Well, hopefully it's not. We don't know. Yeah, I guess you guys <laughs> will be the judge of that, but I'm a little um, biased uh, as should be. Uh, we're not going to talk about 401ks or um, anything like that. This is not intended to give you advice on investment strategies or what exactly to do with your finances either, but rather we are going to talk about how to talk about finances and how to plan and um, do that together as a couple. Yep. So uh, the reason we're talking about this actually is um, because finances are important. Finances are something that um, God gives us to steward, um, that he tells us pretty clearly are uh, the things basically that we need to choose between him and finances in order to really follow him. Um, And it's the top five um, reasons for divorce in the United States. Uh, It's one of the top five, excuse me. And so clearly it's important. And I think obviously there's some deeper rooted issues that are kind of entangled with finances. If it's one of the top five reasons for divorce. Well, and when Um, it's not talked about too, then it just becomes something that's kind of swept under the rug or something that kind of builds uh, resentment or frustration in your marriage. When, if you just have it, everything out in the open and just talk about it intentionally and make a point to just have it be a part of your life. Like money, we can't really live without it. So but we why need to should be talking we, about it. Why should we talk about it <laughs> if I'm the breadwinner and it's my money? Because <laughs> we use it together. Oh. <laughs> So it's not really my mind. Well, and let's clarify, that's not actually your mindset. No, <laughs> okay. it's not. <laughs> but that can charged, be some people's mindsets. Yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. they even recognize it or not, it can be something that's more subconscious that creates um, resentment because yep. they feel like this is my money and she's not contributing or he's not contributing depending on the dynamics of your relationship. But, and this would be a whole nother topic. Contribution isn't just monetary in Correct. Yeah. a family, in a home, in a marriage. Yeah. Let's just like clear the air on that one. I think there was a, I don't remember where I saw this. Maybe it was on Instagram, but there was like actually um, like a pretty extensive um, process that somebody had gone through to dictate all of the, um, daily activities and actions and weekly stuff that a stay at home mom would handle Mm. and then figured that it would cost about a hundred thousand dollars to hire out everything they did. So I think you're exactly right. Like you do so, so, so much that my money actually could never do, which is why it's seen as our money in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, quite frankly, as a dad, I, I'm not wired to do all of the same things that you are. Right. Um, yeah, God didn't create man and woman. He created them differently for different purposes and reasons. And that doesn't mean that 
there aren't some men that are not wired more um, on the nurturing side or... Yeah, or that there's not seasons where it's perfectly acceptable for both people to be working mm-hmm. or for men to be stay-at-home dads. Totally. Um, you know, like there's no broad stroke uh, that's right for everyone, but recognizing that like whatever it is, you're both um, beneficiaries of the resources that are being brought into the home. And yeah, I, I think this has to go back again. We've talked about this so much, but in Genesis, like, you know, the two will become one flesh. And like, yeah. Paul says that's a mystery that we basically like won't fully understand that like mm. can't be grasped entirely. We just have to trust it. Mm-hmm. And so our behaviors and our mindsets and our actions and everything need to be kind of um, stemmed from the reality that we are one. Mm-hmm. And so that means that our resources are one. And so yeah. should we have one bank account? Or two. I think one that's, that's up mine to and one each. that's yours. I don't know. I think that's up to each. There's so many different circumstances and nuances to family dynamics that I don't think that's something that there can just be one answer for. We can share how we do it, and we. But I, I might actually. I mean, I might push a little bit into that. I would say that it kind of depends on where your heart is. We've heard from people that have like a strategic reason for having two bank accounts in each other's names. And it's because like they actually distribute like a um, spending amount Mm -hmm. each month to each other. I think that like um, there's probably not like a good biblical reason for having separate bank accounts unless it's like a strategic spending reason um, where your name is on one account and mine's not and my name's on an account and yours is not. I don't think that Mm. there's probably like a, there's probably not a scenario where that like traces back without a strategic budgeting reason to be stemming from a healthy mindset, I would say. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and I think that's something we have to consider too when we're talking to our spouse about finances is, that we each have different thoughts around it. Yeah. We were each raised differently. So um, whether we consciously recognize it or not, we have thoughts around how money should be spent or what money should look like, whether we're going to be generous with our money or whether we hold on tightly to it. Cause maybe when we were growing up, there wasn't a whole lot of it or whatever multitude of reasons, but just recognizing that each person has a financial background mm-hmm. or a, um, I guess history. Yeah. An origin. And that that could be drastically different. And so when you talk about it, then you can understand where each other's coming from. And then, <coughs> excuse me, I have a tickle in my throat. And then kind of figure out what you want to do together as a couple. Cause mm-hmm. maybe what you did when you were younger was awesome and you want to keep that going or like how you were raised, you want to keep that going. Or maybe there's certain things that you're like, Oh, I think for us, we want to do it a little bit differently. Yeah. And I think I've always encouraged people like this is where 
a budget comes into play, but not for the purpose of like, um, although this is good Mm -hmm. and I think necessary, but budgeting first and foremost, not for the purpose of like saving and investing and like doing your bills properly, but actually understanding what are those behaviors and nuanced things that we do, Mm. um, that we could probably look closer at. I think keeping a budget, uh, or I guess keeping track of your spending very closely, uh, as a hindsight look, I would say. So like track all of your spending for 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is without really paying much attention to where it's going and Mm -hmm. then pause and look back and see where are we spending? What are our behaviors and our patterns and our habits? Mm -hmm. And like take time to like examine, recognize where that came from. Like, Oh, I actually spend the way my mom used to, or Mm -hmm. I saw this or I do that. Or Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, you know, we've talked about the coffee budget with some of our friends before and, Mm -hmm. you know, just like compulsory things. And so it's like, you start to unearth those if you're willing to like examine that and to reflect back. Um, and just like, let it go freely too. Like, don't try to change it or restrict it. Otherwise you won't get a good clear picture into some of those like family of origin or deeper rooted things that you might be wrestling with. Cause yeah. one of the best ways to determine where our hearts are and where our like focus is and what's most important to us is to look at the way we spend our money. Yeah. And, um, I think it's also smart to, if possible, talk about this, like in your engagement. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that you guys are on the same page so that you know what you're getting into and what you're going to be working through together. Are you guys going to be working on getting rid of a bunch of debt together? Or do you guys have a solid savings where you want to, once you get married, start investing in certain areas? Um, but just knowing what fully you're getting into as far as finances go, um, so that there's just no surprises and there's nothing that feels like it needs to be hidden or, um, yeah, I guess just hidden. Well, and <clears throat> pause for a second. Cause like, I think this is where something like our, uh, the resource that we provide on our website called think different kind of comes into play because, um, that's rooted in understanding like the, vision for your family and for your marriage over the long course of time mm-hmm. and then putting into place things that help you to get there. And, and as a, as an engaged couple, newlywed couple, or if you've been married for 20 years, whatever it is, like now is the best time to just stop and like catch a vision for your family over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And like, where do you and your spouse or future spouse want to be as a family like take Mm -hmm. time picture it what does it look like how are your kids behaving what do what's their dynamic like how's your dynamic with your parents and your in-laws and like all the other family and what kind of impact are you having in your church community or in your your city all of those factors career everything because then you can trace back all of the behaviors and actions that you need to start putting in place now to move in the right direction. Otherwise, you'll go 20 years and just be dissatisfied 
and not feel like you're fulfilling the call God has for your life. And I think that goes for your finances too. So once you sit down and map a vision for your family, for us, it's like, well, we want to serve the community. We want to be hospitable in our Mm -hmm. home and we want to have a place for our family to like reside if they need to later in life Mm -hmm. and, and all this. So like our resources then get designed towards those things, but we can't make a plan for our resources and decide as a couple, like what our life is going to look like if we don't have that vision first. That's true. Or have that mission statement and have like mapped out Mm. how we are going to behave as a couple and a family. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the groundwork. And if you guys haven't done that, I strongly encourage doing that and then stepping into the kind of financial planning discussion and it's going to look totally different for every couple. Yeah, totally. And one just practical way that I guess I would share about how we kind of stay on the same page with finances. And I will say too, if you are looking for like financial advice, there's this really great podcast that we love uh, called Abraham's wallet. Mm hmm that we would highly recommend. So if you are wanting to dig deeper into, they go through budgeting, they go through, they go through a little bit of everything. And so it's just a really helpful, um, resource. So if you are looking for something there. Yep. That's a great, that's a great podcast. Mm -hmm. And then, um, those guys are connected in with a, an organization, uh, called outpost advisors. And those guys, actually do the full bore like financial planning and all that kind of stuff. And that's actually who we do our financial planning with. And we're building a plan for actually executing on all the stuff that our vision and mission have helped us establish kind of moving towards. And so, you know, I think both of those are great resources. If you guys are looking just to kind of like feel things out and get a, get a handle on um, kind of some beginning conversations around resources or if you've got established resources and you're like yes we need like next steps we need help we've got you know I've got a 401k at work and we've got this IRA and like all the savings and these things we've been doing but we don't know what to do with them then that's like I think the next step is actually just getting some professional help because yeah totally. yeah we we felt lost even in our own stuff you know because yeah. we're just not we're not financial planners yeah so <laughs> Um, but anyways, so like back to yeah, what we kind of do practically is we do a weekly family meeting and part of, we have like a few different topics that we hit just to touch base with each other on what the week looks like and how we're doing. Um, but one of those things is just talking about our budget and looking at it. We track it through this website called mint.com. And then from there we can see where we're at with everything and kind of, um, yeah, just so that we're on the same page and there's no surprises from either of us about, Oh, we don't have any money in our bank account. Where did it go? Yeah, for sure. And just a marriage tip. Like we, um, kind of learned that this is better done like not during a date. Um, like usually, a date night. Yeah. Like yeah. try to keep date night as like intimate time. And for us, this is like, we have some marriage it's like a business meeting. Yeah. It's a business meeting. <laughs> and we'll ask like some of the probably 
less desirable date night type of questions like, you know, ask about if we need to confess sin or if there was anything we did to hurt each other this week or how can we be praying for each other or like, mm, in you know, kind of the, meeting. yeah. In that, yeah. in that Sunday meeting. Cause those are kind of the tough questions that then also help us frame out the week if we need to, including finances, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and then you can like keep your date night set aside just for like connecting and being intimate and talking about, you know, deep heart stuff and yeah. just growing closer. So otherwise you might put a little damper on your guys' time to actually enjoy each other. Yeah. Um, so all that to say, just talk about it, but come into the conversation with like an open, loving, forgiving heart. Cause if you haven't talked about money in a long time, it can be um, kind of overwhelming or, yeah. I don't know what another good word would be. Probably just overwhelming and and that alone can bring out a lot of different emotions. So just coming into the conversation with like, "Hey, we're in this together. We're going to figure this out together. We're on the same team. We're not working against each other in this area of our marriage. And let's get this figured out and dialed in so that we can move forward." Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um Last thing I would say is just kind of plan um, for generosity or generosity um, as Jesus followers. That's just um, part of one of the things we're really strongly called to. Um, so that's going to look different for everyone. Like we're not here to tell you to like tithe to the church or to do anything um, specific, but as a Jesus follower, um, you're just making space and margin as you plan your budget and think about this as you're engaged or like we said, newly married, long time married, just like figuring out how to plan in margin so that when you feel prompted and called to be generous, whether that's very regular to something or one off, like you can really serve or help somebody. Um, you're not like strapped or stressed or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Um, one of uh, the the coolest things I heard um, from Jefferson Bethke actually was that like he and his wife Alyssa have a giving fund mm-hmm. that they just deposit into like savings account as often have. as yeah. possible and they plan around it and then like they just didn't have any way to um, use that or any opportunity to be generous and then they were actually able to pay for someone's adoption process like mm-hmm. I don't know twenty thousand dollars or whatever to yeah, like helped adopt a child. Like how cool is that? Yeah. That's freaking awesome. And so, um, but that kind of stuff, like who has $20,000 or 10,000 or whatever it is for an adoption to just kind of like be generous with on a whim when you feel the Lord leading you to do that, unless you're being intentional to build Mm -hmm. margin into what you're doing and to, to be setting that aside or so whatever your plan is as a family, It'll look different, but I just encourage, make sure you think about that um, as a key part of this conversation. But we are going to provide a resource for you guys. So um, down below, you should see a link to connect with that and to download our guide to these conversations as a couple and um, also a deeper look into the things that we do in that Sunday family meeting and all the questions we ask, not just the finance ones, but all the ones that have to do with 
our marriage and, um, you know, intimacy and all that kind of stuff. Those are there for you guys. So uh, check that out in the show notes down below. Swipe up uh, on iTunes and grab that. And uh, we will catch you guys next week.